This is the Horse Radio Network. Hello, everyone. This is your producer, Jemmy, with episode 2037 of Best Of. The gang is out today, so we're rolling things back to July 10th, 2017, when they heard about horse trials, horse hydration, and the wacky world of Horse Nation. Listen in. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings from Phoenix, Arizona. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 10th, episode 1735, brought to you today by Omega Alpha Equine. Good morning, Horse World. Monday, Monday. Can't trust that day. I didn't know. Well, it's your fault, so. Behind our masks, we're perfectly ordinary people. And now, our perfectly unordinary host, Jamie Jennings. Really? <laughs> Just remember, my friend, that payback can happen. And Glenn the Geek. I'd have to get new tights. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us this morning. We have a lot to do in the show today, but it was interesting. Came across the news this morning that the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations, by the way, which name uh, abbreviation is FOSTAT, estimates the total number of horses in the world is 58 million. And that's a little higher than I thought it was going to be, actually. They get that off of a country-by-country breakdown. They don't know exactly how accurate it is because some of the Nobody countries... Nobody asked me. <laughs> some are a little loosey-goosey uh, about... A lot of these countries are not real accurate. But anyway, they're estimating around 60 million horses. The donkeys, uh, let's see here, provide separate figures for donkeys. Donkeys in at 42 million. And mules at 10 million. So let's think about that. There's as as many donkeys and mules as there is horses. But if you think about some of those countries where they use them for work, that would probably be about right. Uh, And the reason that the brook exists, right? I was about to say, that's why the brook is there. Uh, Exactly. Uh, Now, the United or the nation with the most horses by considerable margin is the United States, estimating at 10,260,000. At the other end of the spectrum, several nations have fewer than 100 horses, including Grenada, recording only 30. You know, it's so amazing because when we look at the number of countries, there's like 90 or 100 now that, that have downloaded one of our shows. I'd look at some of those countries and go, I didn't even know they had horses. So maybe Grenade is right in there. I don't know. Last I knew, as an estimate, they were saying that the United States had around 9 million. So the 10 million two number is a little higher than, than we've seen in marketing materials before. Ah, oh, that's that's crazy. Well, then we should have a lot more listeners. I know. What's wrong with you people? Tell all your friends. <laughs> We're a little short. We should have at least 5 million listeners. Uh, we know a lot of horses listen. We're not exactly sure how many horses listen to our show, but we know every time we play the Chili Winnie, we get in trouble. So, uh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you warn me you were going to play the Chili Winnie? My horse freaked out. I was on a trail ride. Got bucked off. I know. That- Sending you a bill. Yeah. <laughs> You know, all the tech shows, they have to warn everybody before they say Alexa, because it wakes up Alexa, the... the uh, Alexa! Alexa, <laughs> yeah, Alexa, please order me 25 cars from Amazon. So, sorry, everybody. 
They're coming in the mail. <laughs> Siri, That's right. I have a question. <laughs> now, we're just pissing everybody off this morning. Jennifer, what's coming up on today's show? You did that to my phone yesterday. My phone was busily navigating on the dashboard, <laughs> and you talked to your phone, and my phone answered. Yes, right. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that was bizarre. It was just bizarre. Well, coming up on today's Omega Alpha Equine Monday edition, Auditor Doreen is going to report back from the road, and she was at the Dressa- National Dressage Pony Cup last week, and she's got stories to tell. Dr. Chang is going to stop by and enlighten us about hydration, an important topic this time of year. And the Wacky World of Horse Nation features the Wiley versus the Mongol Derby segment. And this time, co-winner from 2016 is going to be Will Kaminsky. is going to stop by and share some of his stories. So stay tuned for the fray, folks. All the way from Australia, he joins us. So all of you ladies who like uh, nice Australian men accents, you're in for a treat today. Well, well uh, oh, it's your turn. Sorry. Yeah, go I got two today. I'm going to okay. go before and after you. Uh, first is... Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> there it is. Several uh, happy birthdays today. Auditor Joy Elizabeth Dorsch. Aussie listener Brianna Mack and Abby Good are our birthdays for today. It was a listener, auditor, and friend of the show kick-ass weekend in the competitions. It, I feel like everybody was out competing. Uh, Kayla Mueller, Kayla Muller, sorry, I keep saying that wrong. Kayla Muller uh, won... Then she she won her novice division on a twenty five. It's ridiculous. Allison, Elfink. by the way, that's a twenty five in dressage. That's equivalent to what eighty in a dressage test. It's just crazy. Seventy five. Good math. Seventy five. Yeah. But yeah, still, that's really yeah. great. <laughs> um, and then Allison won a uh, rode a Mustang that she didn't even. She, I think she'd only ridden one time and got first place in her freestyle class. I believe that was the Kentucky Horse Park. Yep. Extreme Mustang. And then. My spirit animal, Elisa Wallace. Let's talk about what she did. Good Lord. She was at a horse trial this weekend and rode four horses. Rune, her Mustang, who did his second ever uh, horse trial in the novice, came in first place. And then she rode a horse in training, I think, named Riot Gear. First place. By the way, her dressage test, I think she got like a 17. Yeah. (laughs) 17. You heard that. Um, and then uh, she also rode Corteo, and she got second in the training. I think she got second to her first place horse. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> she got first and second. And then she rode Win, the little Mustang mare, in open training and came in seventh. It's amazing. Two Mustangs in the ribbons. I love it. <laughs> it makes me very happy. Congratulations. Wow. Lisa. Big weekend all around. I have one more. Sorry if I missed anybody. Yeah, we probably missed a lot of people. Well, y'all didn't social media post it enough to where Glenn and I saw it. That's what you have to post it on our page. You have to send me an email or something. (laughs) Well, my second daily Winnie for the day goes out to my wife, Jennifer, who I heard in there this morning recording episode number 1300 of the Horse Tip Daily Show. So congratulations, (laughs) Jennifer. 
1300 thank you 1300 that's a lot of episodes and if you uh if you have never listened to horse tip daily you can just go over there and take a listen trust me uh, there's a there's a tip on there for anybody about anything and you can even search everything everything pretty much she's catching up with us glenn she is (laughs) she is catching up with us (laughs) Well, uh, you had quite we the weekend. We're going to go to two a days. We're going to go to two a days. <laughs> <laughs> you had quite the weekend. You were out with uh, your re- your Mustang Zeus, and you yes. were in northern Arizona? Yes, we were up in Flagstaff, which it's typically a lot cooler there. And it actually rained on me in uh, warm-up of the cross-country. It rained a little bit. But it, the weather is really, really hot, but it was not hot like here it was like 85 degrees and for flagstaff the people are dying and we're like oh this is amazing (laughs) it's not 120 we're good (laughs) i I know well yeah and they're like we're gonna wave coats and i was like okay cool it's like 78 (laughs) (laughs) but it did get up to i think 90s though yeah it's good so i had a great weekend you know i i wanted as much as i love having drama for the show I really didn't have that much drama to tell you. I went into my dressage on Saturday morning. I did a warm up uh, jump show jump on on Friday, and then I went into my dressage Saturday morning. And my intention was to not have him try to buck me off when I ask for a canter transition because that left lead canter transition, that's when he gets really grumpy. As you guys have been following along, I've been working on trying to keep him from being really really grumpy and and my vet thinks it's a heat intolerance so it was a nice cooler time of day and i went and did my dressage and uh he did not buck out and kick in that one kind of transition which we ended up getting a seven on which was amazing and he he was really good i i went in there not to keep him compressed and like do this big dressage movements i just wanted him to go in there and appear happy and there is a video of it and i just haven't gotten it yet and he appears very happy so that was what I was going so for. So he didn't and jump we, out of the ring. No, he was really good. He oh. got both his leads. He didn't buck. He was really nice. Did you get a 17 and, too? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thought I'd See, it's not fair that we talked about those because the last time I got a 39.5 and this time I got a 31. So I was incredibly pleased. Oh, well, that's, but that's 10 points better. Yeah, it's it's really good. I, I was very pleased with it. And um just and for those of you that are dressage riders that can't figure this out, it's lower is better in eventing. Why they don't do it the same as dressage, I never know. But because what they do is they take it and they flip yeah, don't, it don't, and then don't, those don't, are don't your bother. penalties. <laughs> don't and then you bother. add to the penalties and jump in. They could and stuff subtract like that. off the penalties, but no, they had to do it different. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> so so thirty one, I was very pleased with it. And uh, I, I was in a division where Basically, because I've ridden at some higher levels now and I'm a coach, I have to ride in the open division here. So I rode with Barb Crabo, had two horses in my division. These are Rolex riders. So I'm in a division with all coaches, which was actually really fun. But there were two dressage scores that were 22. (laughs) So (laughs) I was up against some major competition riding their um, warm bloods right and they're uh, all yeah. of them were big giant fancy warm bloods, bloods. and there's nothing i mean i'm already self-conscious about being short 
And when you are standing around talking to these coaches that consider you a peer, I'm the same age as them. And I, I coach and I've ridden at the, uh, the higher levels. And so we, uh, we're all very good friends and, and a very professional. Not to Yet, mention a radio celebrity. Well, I, whatever they, they all consider me kind of an equal, which is really nice. You have to earn stuff like that. And I feel like I've earned stuff like that until I'm standing on, I'm sitting on my horse at the end gate talking to them and they're on 17 hand warm bloods and I'm on a 15 hand Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just something different about that. And you're that, looking you know? way up. <laughs> you have to... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. But you know what? You have to you have to put your visor up to even see them. <laughs> it's hilarious. It is hilarious. And so, of all of these professionals that are on their big giant warm bloods or thoroughbreds that are are really great, they're all. I mean, we're all in the division for a reason. And so, a lot of them, well, they were riding Jet, my old horse, and there were a couple of them are riding some major crazies. And these horses are bouncing around and fucking and kicking out. One horse kicked out, it kicked dirt in my face. It was just one of those like really crazy. A lot of red uh, ribbons in the tails. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, just really green horses. Doesn't these, it make you are... feel good, though? It always made me feel good when we were there and Jennifer was in the same position as you are with all these big names. And they were riding crazies at baby level, too. So it always made me feel good oh, that yeah. everybody starts there. Everybody starts there. Yeah. But what was awesome is that, yeah, I'm on the 15-hand Mustang, but he's the one standing still at the end gate, uh. sleeping. <laughs> he was amazing. He is calmer at horse shows than he is at home. He didn't escape one time <laughs> at this show. Wow. I know. He, she he was did using dump steel cables with 12-inch locks. <laughs> <laughs> he did not get out. That's all that matters, Glenn. <laughs> Uh, so I went in for show jumping and he was so calm and I, there was just such a difference in his behavior at the last one and this one. His show jumping was awesome. I, we went double clear. I watched his it show jumping great. and he looked really like he was in much better control. So did you find that this bit, you had tried a new bit, right? Yeah, this bit's amazing. It's, it's just all it did was because he throws his head up and he would run at the jump. Yeah. And this bit has just a little leverage. So when you do give a tug, it puts pressure on his pole and brings his head down. You can so tell when he was about to do that and then you brought him back and he'd come back, which was the difference yeah. from the time before. Exactly. Yeah. I wasn't out of control. And so then I go, then we go to cross country. I'll, well, I'll, before I'll you this. go on, he was doing his lead changes so well in there too. He got a couple lead changes. Yeah, we still he got, have a long way to go yeah, with that. He's but. got a few. He, I was surprised. I was like, wow, he's starting to figure the lead changes out too. Yeah. I think that's our biggest, uh, what we need. I mean, his, his hind end is still considerably weak. So I talked to, so uh, Desiree Johnson, of like smooth stride riding jeans fame came to the horse trial on su Sunday morning and walked my course with me. And we talked about all of these issues that I'm having, because for those who don't know, she rode in Rolex. She was like the youngest rider to we ever just ride had her Rolex. amazing mom on here. Yeah. Her yeah. amazing mom. So <laughs> her mom lives in Tucson. So she was driving from California and came up to Flagstaff and then was going to drive down to Tucson afterwards. So it was just really nice for her to come. And she gave me some really helpful tips on those lead changes and on doing different things. And she walked the cross country course with me, which the, when I rode two months ago, you guys remember, and I talked to Jennifer about moving him up. He, the whole time was really good, you know, except for cross country was scary. 
because he was totally out of control. And I thought I should have got a yellow card. He was blasting through the fences. He almost flipped over the last one because he was going so fast and I had zero brakes. It was like riding a horse cross country with no reins. And I mean, all you could do is tell him which direction to turn. It was insane. So this time I was, I walked it with her. She was telling me like where to kind of half halt and where to do certain things. And when you walk a course with somebody, the, what they say sticks in your head when you get to that place. So hopefully, so it really did. And the part that I have really had a lot of trouble with last time went beautifully. And that's the picture of you use for the show notes today. It's By the way, Abby that's one the- of my favorite pictures of you ever. First of all, really? your smile and just, it's just one of my favorite pictures ever of you. I'm keeping that one he, for promotional material. Oh, that's cool. Well, he had just finished. Abby and um, Hannah, the two girls that were with me, my students, uh, went all the way up to the top to see this one area of the course because it had been so bad and they wanted to see me probably fail. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see you come off. She had her auto oh, set no. on the camera. She was ready. <laughs> oh, she was ready. And I and he just nailed it. It was like, jump, four strides, jump. It was a beautiful. It was perfect. And so that was, she snapped that photo right after that happened. I was elated. So we continue on with the course. And the only thing that Zeus is a little sticky at jumping wise is going into the water. And so all we had to do was go into the water. So if you're sticky at water, what you can do is approach a different part of the water. That's not in your flagged area. And you can go in the water there, turn around. And then, you know, once they're in they're usually pretty good. So then you loop back around. So we jumped ditches. He jumped tables. He jumped banks. He was on point. Everything was really perfect. There's a corner of beginner novice. We nailed that. It was awesome. 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 So I come in and I had a watch on and I just didn't even look at it because it was going so well. Everything was going perfect. So I did my little schooling. I took him around. I, I kind of made a last second decision. I, uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. Cause we, we had been really doing well and I wanted to make sure we got in the water with no penalties. So I loop around and get the water and I come back around and, and he jumped in perfectly. No problem. Canter through, jump over the hot dog, then go to the last fence and we cross the finish line and just moments mere one second before we cross the finish line, my watch starts beeping. Beep, 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 which means you've exceeded the time and you are now accruing penalties. But it was like one second. So I thought, <laughs> no big deal. I go through. I, I mean, I finished the last jump and was heading to the finish line when it started beeping. No big deal. Who cares, right? So I'm like, I, I was in ninth place. And you get ribbons, Glenn, first through eighth. And I was in ninth. And I'm like, there is no way I did not get a ribbon. I mean, he was amazing. Well. I did not get a ribbon. <laughs> I actually, with my 1.6 time penalties, tied for sixth place. But because I was the only person who exceeded the time, sixth, seventh, eighth, I landed in ninth. No <laughs> ribbon. Because of 1.6 time penalties, I could have gone from ninth to sixth. Nope. Mama stayed in ninth. No ribbon. <laughs> And how hard we work for those ribbons. It was a bummer, but I, I couldn't have been more excited about uh, how hell, I'm just happy you weren't yellow carded or red carded. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I know. Thr- I'm thrilled. I had the that girl music ready this whole time. 
that girl just only because I made a poor decision at the end and it kept me from getting a pretty yeah, green ribbon. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, you stayed on. He was much more. You improved a thousand percent. Now, are you happy that you stayed at that level and didn't move up, or do you wish you had moved up? Jennifer, are you there? Yes, you, not me. <laughs> I know. I was gonna. I was. I was gonna tell you something. You were right. It was a good decision. <laughs> you were right. I was wrong. I should have stayed a beginner novice, and I did. And it was a really good idea. So, well, okay. especially you didn't know about the bit change when we talked about that before. So now with the bit change and everything coming together, you're going to feel much more confident moving up now. Yeah. So he's going to get a little vacation, and then he's going to swim the rest of the summer. So just get his hind end fit. He's going to do the aqua tread for the rest of the summer. And, and, you know, I mean, I'll so you're going to be entering in the swimming competitions along the way. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and why no, don't we have those, by the way? I'm just thinking. He's going to do the butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should have those. He and yeah, are so. going to be a relay team. Thor are going to be a relay, <laughs> relay team. team. <laughs> Thor would drown. He's so happy. <laughs> well, congratulations. I think he, that's a thousand times better than the last report. Oh my gosh. It was so great. It was so heartening. It felt, felt so good to have that. And it was really helpful to have, uh, have Desiree come in and help me too. It was really cool. You know, and I'm sure people are going, who's that she's walking around with? And I'm like, she's a big deal. Like y'all don't even know. <laughs> She's, a big She's on deal. the East Coast. And you know, I'm really, I am, uh, I'm really glad you didn't look at your watch because if you had before that water jump, you might have made the decision not to use your usual water jump routine, which could mm-hmm. have taken a really fantastic round and turned it into a minor disaster. So I'm thrilled that you didn't look at your watch. <laughs> thanks thanks i i probably would have done it anyway i would have thought i had made it but what the difference would have been is i would have gunned it to the last right. fence and then i would have bit it That's and right. then i would because yep. my whole thing was the the two months ago we almost flipped over that last fence because you're heading right back into the meadow where everybody is and he just blasted right. through yeah. it and almost flipped so this time I I made sure he he wanted to go he wanted to go so bad and I gave him a really good half halt and and just kind of show jump cantered it but if I had looked at my watch I'd have been like oh my god we gotta go and I would have been like let's fly it and then it would have been ugly and that's yeah, not what I was that, going. And see that wasn't the that wasn't that the wasn't, good takeaway was it? It wasn't the plan. So you were no. right. I was wrong. You were right. I should have done beginner novice and I did. I did though. And then it was it worked. And out. you rocked it. I rocked it. Now, one thing that happened yes. when over the weekend is I, I spent a lot of time with a 14-year-old and a 15-year-old, okay? A lot, of, like the whole weekend, in the car for hours, up and back. And I, and I learned a few things about teenagers and because all they do is stare at their dang phones. And at some point, I was like, okay. You have, I'm going to do something. I'm going to, I'm going to say right now, what are you looking at? And you have to read it to me. Okay. So throughout the weekend, as they were looking at their phone, I was like, what are you looking at? (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're good girls. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like, what are you looking at? Go. And they would tell me and they would start reading things to me. And I thought these cannot be real. This, this is this. So, so Instagram and Snapchat and all of those various exciting, um, uh, different things. I, I needed to know what was going on. So I, I've now created a new segment to our show. 
And I mean, let me let me get it here. It is now time for equestrian teen social media drama. Happy birthday, Skitter Buns. Every day I've spent with you, you've made me happier. I love you more than yesterday, and you're forever stuck with me. Forever. You may be a brat, but I'll love you no matter what, Skitter Buns. You're a very special Buns, and I'm so grateful I can call you mine. I've known you since January 17th in 2013, and that's when I realized where my happy place was right next to you. Over these past years, you've made me a better person and made me look at things differently. And Skitter Buns, you brought out the best in me. You're a blessing, Skitter Buns, and you're the best thing that has ever happened to me. I am tearing up while typing this. I love you way more than I did yesterday, and I'll love you more tomorrow, Skitter Buns. You're the best thing that's entered my life, and I'd lose myself if you walked out. Skitter Buns, you're my rock and my world, and my everything. I love you very much, Skitter Buns. Very, very much. So that happened. <laughs> Who's Skitter Buns? Well, if you continue through her Instagram page, I need the music again. Okay. Skitter Buns. Seven-year-old appendix quarter horse. Nice confirmation. No kick, no rear, no buck. Not a mean bone in his body. Fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> She's selling skitter buns. That's teen. And then that was your Monday morning installation of equestrian teen social media drama. Skitter buns. <laughs> Must be my favorite horse name ever. <laughs> well, we are going to head out. Well, congratulations. I'm very proud of you. And, you know, you. we're very proud of someone else. She's been an auditor and a listener of ours for a long, long time, many, many years. Her name is Doreen Rose, and she has this cute pony named Flora. And she's been working with Flora for years and years and has about a thousand, a million, trillion ribbons and trophies from this horse and got to go to the National Dressage Pony Cup in her first trip to the Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington. Good morning, Doreen. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. How's, how's Skitter Buns doing? <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> well uh, yeah, it was a great trip. Uh, we're actually in the middle of our trip back now, but the uh, the entire time we were at the Kentucky Horse Park, it was just uh, a fantastic experience. Th this is your first time to the park, right? Yeah, my first time taking a trip this big, we're from Long Island. So I had done a couple of trips to Connecticut and New Jersey, but this was the first really long distance trip that I ever did with my pony. And uh, we just thought it would be a lot of fun to go to the National Dressage Pony Cup. And I thought going to the Kentucky Horse Park would be a really cool experience. And it uh -huh. was fantastic. And was it? Yeah, it was. It was so much fun. It was actually the best show I've been to ever. Uh, I was amazed, first of all, at how big it was. I, I didn't, I mean, I've always heard about how fantastic it is, but then when I was actually there and 
you know, in the middle of everything, I just couldn't believe that there was always stuff to do and always stuff to look at. And in the four days that we spent there, I still don't think I saw every inch of the park. Uh, we went to the museum, we did a trolley ride, we went through all the different breed barns and, uh, you know, we ha- had to go see Rolex Stadium and we wanted to go see the Alltech Arena and just between the, you know, the competing and everything else that you're always doing at a horse show, which keeps you busy to begin with, there was just all this fun touristy thing, all this stuff to do around the park. It was just so much fun. It was exhausting, but it was a really cool experience. And there, it's organized there. There's a lot of people around the barns offering to help. And, you know, if you get lost, there's always somebody there to kind of tell you where to go. And they, they just offered a lot of support. It was actually very easy showing that. You had a lot going on at the horse park over the weekend, too. The jumpers were there, right? And then you had the Mustangs and the Mustang makeover up in the Alltech Arena. And and you guys, with all your cute ponies, were there. I mean, there was a lot going on. Yeah, and even the event that I was at, it was even three events within itself, because we had the National Dressage Pony Cup, but then there was also a regular KHA show, which was the uh, the uh, KDA, the Kentucky Dressage Association. They had their own dressage show going on, plus we had a breed show. So all, what all those three events were connected. And then uh, any breeds, it was kind of like an open breed show. I, I, it was mostly a lot of the people that were there for the Pony Cup because there were so many different breeds there. Um, it seemed like a lot of the people would pick one of the days and just do in-hand classes um, with it their like a whole and maybe they represented of- all the different breeds. It sounds like a whole lot of cuteness all yeah, in one yeah. place. <laughs> speaking of which, yeah, speaking yeah, of which, yeah, t- everywhere you went, there were really cute ponies everywhere, and any type of pony you can think of, there was one there. So it was, it was great. It was all about celebrating ponies, and they just did a fantastic job at the event. How about Flora? Tell us a little bit about Flora. Oh, Flora is great. Flora is she's seventeen years old. Uh, she was actually a broodmare when I bought her. She was 11. She didn't have a whole lot of riding experience, um, but she was, she's very well behaved. She's got a really sweet temperament. She's very attractive, very pretty. And uh, I bought her to be my first dressage horse. And, uh, you know, we kind of learn together as we work our way up to the levels. We started an intro and now we're working on second level. And she's awesome. very easy to travel with. She, she was just a really great horse to be my first horse because so many of the things that I do with her, I'm doing for the first time. And even for her, it's a first time experience. And she just has a really good temperament. She doesn't really get too nervous or upset about anything. And in fact, she seemed to love the horse park. As soon as we got there, she was really interested in everything that was going around, but she was very calm. In fact, all, all the horses there were pretty calm this weekend. I think it was a very relaxing environment for them. So in general, going off and having experiences like this with her has always been pretty easy. And uh, it gave me the confidence to be able to do a big trip like this because, you know, it's, it's a big thing to travel all the way from New York to, to Kentucky. And uh, with her, I always have the confidence that it'll be a good experience. So I have a question. So you go to dressage shows okay. uh, locally all the time, right? I mean, you guys compete a mm-hmm. lot. Yep. And, and does everybody always stop you and go, Oh my God, your pony's so cute. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everywhere we go. She always <laughs> turns heads. Okay. <laughs> and so she when loves you're... the attention. So the more they give her attention, the happier she is. So because I've noticed that anytime there's a pony ever, they go, Oh my God, your pony's so cute. So when you are at the <laughs> National Pony Cup and there's ponies everywhere, did nobody stop and say, Oh my God, your pony's so cute? Because there's ponies everywhere? <laughs> no, you know what? She still got stopped 
off several times. <laughs> I was surprised at because there was a lot of cute competition there. But yeah, no, she still she still got a lot of attention there. But I think all the ponies got a lot of attention this weekend. <laughs> you know what? You what surprised me the most about your statement there was it was a calm, sere- it was a calm place with all those ponies there because usually that doesn't go together. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I have to say, and for the. For the dressage competition, there were six rings at once. And, uh, yeah, you didn't really see too much spooky. They're horses, so there's always the occasional little reaction here and there. But for the most part, it was very quiet. Um, and the horses all just seemed, for the most part, very happy and relaxed there. It wasn't, uh, there, were, there weren't a lot of nerves. You know, like so it's you not know, like you're at a horse show. There was a lot of no. rain the first day. So it was wet, but there were no crazy behaviors. So you didn't see a bunch of loose horses running around all the time, like at an event? No, no. There, there was the occasional because there were so many events going oh, on that oh, weekend. But considering how question. many horses that were there, <laughs> very few. So yeah. anytime there's a loose horse at a horse trial, people go, loose horse. If you're at a pony show, do they go, loose pony? <laughs> No, I think it was still loose horse. Okay, <laughs> just curious. That's the standard call. <laughs> That's funny. Well, how did Flora do over the weekend? She did great. We um, competed in first and second level because the way they designed the, the National Pony Cup is everybody rides the second test of the level on the first day of the competition, and then you ride the third test of the level on the second day. So I figured since I was coming all this way, I would do first and second level. And um, we actually did a little bit better at second level than we did at first level. So she placed fifth overall, which was really exciting. Second level is still sort of a new level for me. So, um, you know, so we're not exactly where we need to be yet. We're still kind of working on it. But I I was really pleased with the results overall. I'm very happy. That's terrific. You know, I want to talk to you too, because we've had a couple people post recently, one this morning, that they're making their first trip to Lexington. And I want to ask you about the other things you did, because I saw you got out and about a little bit. But before we do that, uh, this yeah. I know that you have this uh, guy named Ramiro in the picture now, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. Uh, so the boyfriend, came right? along with me, which was great. Yeah, he's actually my husband now. We actually just got married a little while back. Well, congratulations what? on that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, so he's new to this whole world of dressage. And believe it or not, he really likes it. <laughs> <laughs> There's the surprise. So now he got to make his first trip. How did he, what did he think? As a, I mean, this is kind of overwhelming to go there to the Kentucky Horse Park with a thousand freaking horses around. Is it, uh, how did he, what did he think of it all? Well, he, he thought it was really, really interesting um, because he comes from Nicaragua and he grew up with a family where there were a lot of ranchers and there was, there were horses and there was horseback riding, but he said what he's used to seeing is mostly the men doing all the riding. And he said like, you know, women would ride down there, but usually the main people handling the horses were always the men. So when he comes to me with dressage, to, to dressage those, especially like this one, he's always so amazed that the majority of the riders are women. And he thinks it's really funny that they come pulling in in these huge trailers and, you know, the husbands are there kind of helping out. But when it becomes time to go, everyone loads up and then it's the wife that, you know, is pulling the horse away. And to him, that's just all very different from what he normally would see in Nicaragua. So he finds it all very fascinating and he likes watching the refined riding and 
even just the dressage horses in general really interest him. And he had a lot of fun at this event, just seeing all the different types of horses and just all the different varieties that were there. He actually said it was the best part of his trip. I, I tried to do some stuff with him that was a little bit outside of the horse world, but he actually said that the show itself and just being at the park was what he found the most interesting. Wow, you must be newlyweds. <laughs> Dang, girl. <laughs> yeah, it may not last too long, but he, he still really likes it. Oh, my God. I totally love dressage shows. No, I had the best time. <laughs> then you're going to be like me where my husband's like, I'm going camping with my bros. Have fun at your show. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's great. I'm glad, I'm glad he had a good time. And every single girl out there is going to be texting you wanting to know how you found one like him. So does he have a brother? Yeah, does he have a brother? That's coming next. So so you, you guys got no, to go no brother. You guys no. got to go all around the park. I saw the pictures. Uh what was your favorite part of the Kentucky Horse yeah. Park? I thought the museum was really interesting. There was a lot to see in there. There's a lot of um you know the history of the horse, just it seemed like from the beginning of time all the way up to modern day. And they had a special exhibit on Arabians when we were there. I'm assuming that's the type of exhibit that they might change out from time to time, but it was all about the Arabian horse. And it was really, just really beautiful images and, and some of the history. There was just so much information in there and such really cool things to see. I think that was the best part. Now, is the is it Man of War exhibit that was going on? Is it that one, that, uh, Jamie? It's still that was, there. Is it still there? I don't know if it's still there. Yeah, there, yeah, there was a lot of stuff in there for Man of War. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I saw you got your picture taken in front of all the statues. Like, I think that's required. Uh, you yeah. Have, yeah. You, ha- you have to do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I you're... felt like was all the obligatory pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so now you also got out and about. You did something. We lived in Lexington for four years and never went to the Mary Todd Lincoln House. And apparently you did that. I We had never went to that in all the time we were there. Did You got to do that. And what else did you get to do out and about? Uh, other than the Maritime Lincoln House, uh, we just kind of went to the downtown area one night and we ate at this restaurant called Shakespeare, which was pretty cool, kind of eclectic uh, decor, and they had a pretty decent menu. Uh, because of the show schedule, when we were able to get away from the park, it was kind of for short, um, little short bursts of time, uh, which is one reason why we were able to do the museum, because uh, they opened at 10 o'clock in the morning, and that day I didn't ride until about 4 o'clock. So we were able to go go to the museum, and then we headed back to the horse park. So it was pretty much the museum and then downtown for dinner one night. We had had tickets uh, to go to the Red Mile one night to see a Saddlebred show, but unfortunately, it got rained out. So it got canceled right as we were pulling in. So unfortunately, we never got inside to the Red Mile. Oh, that's a bummer. The Red Mile is so cool. It's such a cool old yeah that would have track. been really fun. not to see a saddlebred show yeah. glenn <laughs> don't get to gamble on that <laughs> they, no you don't get to gamble on the saddlebred show that is true i forgot i'm sorry <laughs> so, well i am so excited you got to do that you know everybody's trip to every horse versus trip to the kentucky horse park is like going to disney world for the first time it truly is our Disney World, uh, and it's so much fun. I remember going the first time with Jennifer. It was like 20 years ago when it, was, it wasn't built up like it is now. Yet we, we did everything there was to do in Lexington, and you, you, there's so much more to do in Lexington that you, you haven't seen yet. So I hope you get back, yeah. and you have to put it on your list to go to Rolex once. Uh, you, that definitely oh, yeah, has to be totally. on the list. Yeah, and he, if he was fascinated by this, he'll be really fascinated by Rolex. So, uh, definitely. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah. have a great time at that. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Well, congratulations. Good job. 
Okay. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Now we just have to finish this trek home. (laughs) So beside Flora, what was the cutest pony you saw? Oh, man, there was this little pony that was white with a lot of black spots all over it. I believe its name was Bubbles. It was uh, very, very cute. Um, and there were a lot of really cute. <laughs> there were a lot of cute fjords there, too, that kind of stood out. When we had Mary on on Friday, um, all she could talk German riding pony. She, Mary, when we had her on a Friday, all she could talk about was the fjords. So she thought the fjords were so cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there were a lot of them there. Yeah. And then, like I said, there was a really pretty German riding pony that just moved beautifully. Some of these ponies were, uh, you know, were pretty competitive. You know, they they moved really nicely. So it was really nice to see people doing so well riding their ponies. All right, good. Well, thank you for taking time to pull over this morning and call us on your way back to Long Island. Do you have a safe trip back? Great. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Doreen. Well, that's cool, huh? Oh my gosh, pony cuteness. Ugh. And then I'd have to listen to the announcer call their names out. And now enter in the ring, number 42, <laughs> Bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> That's fun. Well, you know, it, it is, It is. you know, every time you pull in and see the sign, I don't care how many, we lived there, we're there every week. You'd still pull in and see the sign, it was still special. That never gets mm-hmm. old. It never gets old. Yeah. All true. right, let's take a break for a song. Uh, actually, uh, Fleur Magali came out with a new one that I thought was pretty cool. It has a great video to go with this. She walks around New York City. Now, remember, she's from Sweet, uh, from Switzerland. She came over to do a couple videos, and this one's called Love, and it is a really cool song. She walked around New York City just handing roses out to everybody and filmed it. So oh, cool. it was kind of a cool video, and just random people, and it was kind of cool the reaction. So let's listen to this, and then Dr. Chang's going to be coming up in a few minutes.
as Flora Magali, and that is her song, Love. And actually, you can find that on her website. Go to floormagali.com. I just thought it was very pretty, and it's a brand new one out by her. So uh, we have our next guest ready. All right, fantastic. Well, we're going to welcome on Dr. Chang, the chief formulator at Omega Alpha. Good morning, Dr. Chang. Good morning. How are you? We're fantastic. How's everything? Are you in Canada right now? I am here this week. Not not traveling um, as much as months. We talked so much about all the horse shows at the the horse park. I just figured you were down in the middle of it somewhere. Actually, no. Jeff was down there at the Colorado horse park. You all oh, there was the a Kentucky about? horse park, Colorado horse park. So, so Jeff is see, you got your henchman traveling for you. Really smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're going to talk Jeff about not that scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about something that's really important, especially this time of year, which is hydration. And I spent the weekend at a horse trial and we've had so many listeners that we've talked to or mentioned this morning that competed over the weekend. And hydration is so incredibly important. That is one of the biggest. I mean, you go, is he drinking? Is he pooping? Those are kind of the two things that you look at with your horse when you are competing uh, at a horse trial. It does not help when Zeus the Mustang continually knocks over his water bucket. And then you're like, did he drink? Did he pee? I don't know. There's just water everywhere. The whole stall's wet. That's what he does. So um, talk to us about hydration. Okay. Hydration for horses is very important because during competition, when the weather is hot, they they lose a lot of um, the, the water that's in their system. The problem with losing the water in the system, um, if they don't replenish it, they they can be they can get stuff like things like heat stroke and so on. Sometimes, if they even if they if it's hot, the environment is hot and they're not drinking, right? What can what can happen is that they dehydrate, and as they dehydrate, now in most mammals, dehydration is a message to the brain to say, "Hey, drink." You know, you got to replenish some of that liquid. So. But sometimes if they pass a certain point, they don't drink. So you have to sometimes encourage them to drink. And in order to encourage them to drink, you've got to give them some of the minerals that they've replaced, uh, that they've lost in their sweat, things like sodium, potassium, mag- uh, magnesium, and calcium, and chloride. Th- those are the five major, major um, um, substances that they will lose in their sweat. So you, you, can, you have to replenish those things. Right, and you have to encourage them to drink. Sometimes, you know, the old saying: you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Sometimes you got to make him drink. Encourage him to make him. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you can't make him. You you can't beat them over the head to make them drink, but you got to encourage them. And the the easiest way to encourage them is to put some of these salts into their system, so then they really feel feel thirsty. You know what I mean? Right. Now they they what what um. What a lot of people do, um, you know, you can get your, your, your electrolytes. And sometimes a lot of electrolytes uh, is loaded with sugar. They don't really need that sugar per se, okay? Uh, it just depends on what they're doing. Sugar is part of the recovery process. Even the water is part of the recovery process. But one of the things you have to realize about when they drink the water... The, the sweat that they lose is not going to be, that liquid that they lose is not going to be re-ingested or reabsorbed into the body in one pass. 
It's like anything else. The body can only absorb so much at any one time. So what you have to do is to get them long-term drinking over a longer period of time. And right. this is where the electrolytes come in and it's, it's more, makes it more effective that way. Right? Now, one of the things with, with the electrolytes also is that most horses lose a lot of their electrolytes in sweat, and they usually sweat when they do performances, in training, etc. right? But one of the things that, that happens at the same time during that period is that they, they, they lose muscle mass. There's muscle mass breakdown, right? And one of the ways to, to encourage, encourage the muscle mass breakdown is to take things like L-glutamine and some of the branched-chain amino acids. And some of the branched-chain amino acids, what they also do, they encourage muscle buildup or manufacturing of new muscle. And, but research has shown that the magic, there's a magic window, it seems, uh, that's approximately two hours post-exercise when you can optimize muscle buildup using these branched-chain amino acids. So that's why if you take the, take the branched-chain, just after exercise or, or pre-exercise, so you're within that, that magic two-hour window. The branch chain is in the bloodstream, so it'll help rebuild some of that, that muscle and help um, inhibit the breakdown of some of that muscle. Okay, so we've yeah. got, so, so say, Dr. Chang, I'm at a horse trial, and I have mm-hmm. my cross-country on Saturday, maybe giving cr- the the... Equicel BCAA, which is what it's called, in, in, and I believe that's in a tube. You give that to them on Saturday, and then that is actually going to help them for Sunday's show jumping too, right? That, that's correct, and you should give it to them just after their, excess, after their, their show jumping, just so that you'll encourage them to drink, and you'll also make sure that those branched-chain aminos are in the bloodstream to help rebuild and recover right, some of that muscle mass. Now, this is not right. something that most feed stores have in, in this is like, this is science <laughs> because you go to buy yeah. a tub of apple flavored electrolytes. You don't even know what's in it. It's got dye and it's got all this stuff. So you have actually stepped up the electrolyte game and put some branch chain amino acids in that, your products. That's, that's right. Our Equisol Light and Equisol BCAA, they both have the branch chain aminos in there, and most people do do give their their animals, their horses, um, electrolytes post exercise or a little bit pre exercise, right? Mm-hmm. But what it is, is, what we've done is added the branch chain amino acids. So, and since most people do give their horses um, electrolytes post exercise, it made sense to add the, those branch chain amino acids to the to the electrolyte so that you get the benefits of of the branch chain at at the optimum time. That's basically what we've done. So people can go on and they can find it all at omegaalphaequine.com. I do use the Equisel B. Like, I love these products because I feel like when you're giving your horse electrolytes, you're doing more than just giving them salt that's flavored like apples and dyed fluorescent green. Like, this is, Mm -hmm. it's actually like actually helping your horse and it does a lot more so i always think of it as a recovery formula after the horse trials and, and it's funny I, I i didn't know you had to give it a couple hours after but i do do that so that's I've, i feel good yeah, well hey it's for, for optimum effect that's why we do it within the two hours post exercise Right. Well, you can go to omegaalphaequine.com and click on the educational section tab and you'll find a great 
PowerPoint presentation on this and many other health topics. They have their next educational seminar. It's in September. You can find all those on the website. And on Omega Alpha Equine, one of the common questions we get, Dr. Chang, is where can I buy it? Well, if you go to omegaalphaequine.com slash USA, you can go to the store locator and you'll find a list of e-dealers or you can enter your zip code and find out where near you the products are being sold. And if you can't find what you're looking for, you can call this number. Okay, you guys ready? Get your pens. Call this number, 1-877-436-1221. Ask for Claire, and she will help you find a dealer you can purchase them from because that's the one day people go, how can I get them? How can I get them? You can also email csmith at omegaalpha.ca, and uh, they'll be able to call somebody and say, please stock their products. Did I get it all, Dr. Ching? I think so. <laughs> Those according to my instructions, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on uh, every month and talking to us about about I, I just am in love with the products. I actually got a little sheet and walked around the horse trial this weekend with the Omega Alpha sheet on. And it has this, it's a light blue little thin sheet. And I put it on after the bath and I walked around and um, Zeus then rolled in it and completely smeared the Omega Alpha logo. So I have to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> so good time. Good time. Well, thank you for having me on. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Dr. Chang. Dr. Chang. Bye-bye now. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs> Do you think he's sick of me? I feel like he's getting sick of me. <laughs> I'm sick of you. I don't know. I'm sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can uh, round up Leslie today. She's been having um, <clears throat> some real problems with her internet there in the mountains of Tennessee. So uh, we're hoping that we can round her up today because we have some fun stuff to chat with her about. And... Uh, just we'll see if she lasts we may have to call herself leslie are you there i am yay we got you for a while anyway today yeah let's see how long it lasts have your phone (laughs) handy just in case Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we didn't do so well last time so uh leslie before we get into mongol derby stuff jamie has something for you i do i do uh leslie good morning uh, I, I spent the weekend with some teenagers and teenagers, I, I, I said this already, so it'll be quick, but teenagers notoriously stare at their phone all the time. So I would say to the teenager, what are you reading now? And they would then have to read things to me. So I have come up with a new segment for our show, and this might be interesting for horse nation to jump on board as well, because I need more submissions. Um, this is called, go ahead, go ahead. <clears throat> Monday morning, equestrian, teen, social media drama. Okay, so I feel like a few of you realize that it's okay to like have two horses you can love equally. Some people are having a hard time coming to terms with the fact that I now have two beautiful, good horses. And like a small few of you think that just because I fought solo that I'm going to love Abby less. And this is like so far from the truth. Like don't think for a second that I would straight up leave my first horse. Okay. Cause like Abby is my heart horse and I would never, ever leave her. I also love solo the same way. I literally have like two heart horses and that is okay. And I'm very lucky that I found both of them. 
I am allowed to love both my horses. And then on to my next topic. Do you think Solo fell right out of the sky into my lap? No, OMG, like my parents didn't pay a cent for him. I had to work my ass off to train Prince to make him good and then sell him. And then like that money from Prince's sale was the money that I used to purchase Solo. And also I'm like working a ton to pay for Solo's new tack, shoes, shots, feet, the whole deal. I like work my ass off for my horses. So literally, I don't think for a second, don't think that I'm a spoiled kid that gets handed everything to me by my parents. Sure, they helped me a huge deal when I got Abby, but not solo because, like, I'm now 16 and I pay for my own horses. So, please, if you cannot handle me having two horses that I totally love dearly, you can get the hell off my page because, like, I'm allowed to love both my amazing horses. <laughs> By the way, I felt that way about girlfriends in high school. It never worked out having two at a time. So. <laughs> I'm like in love with them both. Okay. <laughs> that is, I used that, that, that line a few great, times. It never Jamie. worked. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? That's yeah. real. That's really re- sounds real, real. I think I've read that on Facebook, like variations on that theme for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I now have, uh, please, I will be accepting equestrian teen social media drama submissions for interpretive <laughs> reading at Jamie at horseradionetwork.com. Please send them on. If you have children that are teenagers or students that are teenagers and are reading their phone, do the same thing. Say, hey, what are you reading now? Go. And you will read something. They will read something like this to you. And then you can then send it to me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so amazing. <laughs> it's so Teen good. horse drama. <laughs> Equestrian teen social media drama. <laughs> I think I could write some like true life stuff too. Like I distinctly remember um, breaking up with a guy. I'd only been on one date with him. One date, one movie, nothing, no big deal. And he was like, he just called me. You know, he was calling me with some regularity and it was just wearing me out. And I, and I distinctly, like one day he called me, it was just too much. I was like, listen, I just can't do this anymore. You know, I've got a horse. I've got, uh, I've got a ride every day. I am, my life is just really too full up right now. Um, without you, you know, like this poor, I mean, this poor little dude, you know, we're probably a freshman in high school. Like, I just don't have time for this. I don't have time for you. Yeah, I mean, so like, here's what here's what I I suggest. Mm-hmm. I know you're really busy, but if you could um, bring your own submissions to Monday Morning Equestrian Teen Social Media Drama, and we'll do the Leslie Wiley version of Equestrian Teen Social Media Drama, Leslie Wiley style. I cannot wait. I cannot. <laughs> wait. I have so much drama to bring to this this radio table. All right. Well, I'll bring one. You bring one, and we'll have a drama off. <laughs> Get Leslie your own song. I wonder how many guys in high school are dumped because of the horses. Probably a lot. I would imagine. You know what? You know what though? It doesn't matter because when you're a teenager and you have a horse, and Leslie was like, this guy was just too much. He was just too much. That's because she didn't like him. But if she liked him, and she probably did like somebody else, and so she went out with him and got a boyfriend less than two weeks later. (laughs) I just had no time for time or patience for boys whatsoever. It was all horses all the time. Oh, bless your heart. I I made room for both. (laughs) (laughs) 
talk to us about your guests. <laughs> Horse Nation. This episode is Do Try This at Home. Uh, Leslie, I'm failure is always an option. Any result's a result, that's for sure. Or not. Well, Leslie and I, we had a chance to catch up with somebody, didn't we, Leslie? We did. Tell us about <laughs> tell us about Will and then we'll we'll bring him in. Yeah. Um, last year, uh, Will Comiskey, who is an Australian and an Australian in every sense of the word, um, he, he co-won the Mongol Derby. Um, there's a three-way tie. They came in through the, the finish line holding hands. It was adorable. Um, but he is coming back this year. Um, and he, I think he, uh, you know, wouldn't mind to win it have all the glory all to himself. So um, not that he's, he's super humble and would never actually say that, but I'm mapping that onto him. Um, But, um, but um, yeah, so a lot of, a lot of eyes on him as a favorite going into this year's Derby. And he was kind enough to come on the show um, and talk to us a little bit about his experience last year and um, his plans for this year. Now we had to record this earlier because he is in Australia and the timing's always off for this show, but uh, also, it was like one in the morning, his time anyway. It just worked out that way. And Leslie was having phone issues, so you'll hear her sound change in the middle of this mm-hmm. recording because uh, mm-hmm. she lives in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, and doesn't have good internet. So here we go. All of Tennessee is the middle of nowhere. nowhere. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Today is uh, Will Kaminsky, who is uh, co-won the um, the Derby last year with uh, two other gals, um, Heidi from Canada and Marcia from New Mexico. And apparently, that just wasn't enough uh, suffering, enough of a suffer fest for one lifetime for Will. <laughs> He's coming back um, <laughs> again this year, and and uh, you know, I think the smart money is on him to uh, to take it. I think that's what he's what he's uh coming coming back to finish some unfinished business <laughs> no that, um look yeah you've got to be pretty humble with mongolia because it has a really good way of sorting everyone out so um no i'm just going to go back uh this year with the same um same plan as last year was just to finish the race and have a good time so mm-hmm. and if i get the opportunity to grab another win i reckon it'll be great fun all right, Leslie, let's take a look at this situation. I said this to him when he was on the last time. I said, we got an Aussie who crossed the line with two beautiful women. That wasn't too shabby. I mean, you know. <laughs> Good work, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this year he can cross the line with one beautiful woman, Leslie. Although Leslie will not cross with you. She'll try and kick your ass. I got to tell you, she's uh, very competitive. Well, yeah. we'll see about that. <laughs> I just want to kind of keep him in sight, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I threatened to tie my pony to his so that um, you know I don't. Perfect plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Will, so you, so la- tell us about you know last year. Um, you, you sounds like you surprised yourself a little bit with how how well you did. Yeah, look, I probably did. You know, I've never. Uh, that was the first endurance race I'd ever done. So, you know, all the horsework I'd done had just been mustering and uh, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, 
yeah, I probably I wasn't expecting it. So um, yeah, I was pretty pleased. Pretty pleased to have to have got the win with Hardy and Marshall. It was good. Mm-hmm. Are you training any different this year than you did? Well, providing you're doing any training at all, uh, are you training any different this year than last year? Are you co- approaching it differently ahead of time? No, pretty much running the same um, same sort of schedule to try and train. So um, running out of time now. So I suppose uh, if <laughs> if I'm not fit now, I never will be. So yeah, it's um, just been. Just uh, going back to doing all my mustering of horses and uh, and riding horses every day. If I'm if I'm not working anyway. Is there anything you you plan on doing differently this year? Whether it's strategy or um, you know gear that you're going to uh, you know make some changes uh, with? Yeah, look, I, I, like as far as the gear went, I think it was pretty organised last year. You just take the basics, you know. It's um, it's it's unsupported, so you got to look after yourself, and then. Uh, as far as the strategy goes, look, um, I don't know. Like one of my, I probably last year I probably I probably did want to ride the race as a challenge, personally, just to do it by myself. Uh, however, I ended up teaming up with Heidi, which worked out really well, um, and I definitely don't regret it. You know, I loved every minute uh, getting to ride with Heidi the whole way, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm, not, I'm probably not exactly decided yet but it is you know the challenge by yourself would be incredible so um it just makes everything so much more risky and um and uh you just got to manage things so much better so mm-hmm. that could be a bit of fun otherwise if i team up with someone it uh i reckon that would be pretty good as well mm-hmm. Well, you might get involuntary yeah, teamed up with say. me when I <laughs> <laughs> chain myself to. <laughs> 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 Will, can you do us a favor? Yeah. Leslie's very popular on the shows here, and she has quite a following. Can you just please make sure she doesn't die? Just try and keep her alive. Uh, keep an eye on her occasionally. Make sure she's still she's still riding a horse in the right direction. She's directionally challenged, which is another problem. So, ah, uh, uh, yeah. Look, um, no, no, she'll be fine. She'll she'll have it sorted. I'm sure. Okay, good. <laughs> Do you have any any you know any sort of advice if you had to give give me or another first time derbyist um, some advice? Uh, what would it be? Um, oh, geez, I've given out lots of advice to people going <laughs> this year. <laughs> that's, that's normally like a three hour conversation. Yeah, um, little bits of, of yeah, advice. I'm, I'm pretty desperate at this moment, so you just <laughs> no, no, um, no. Look, you know, like it's it's great. You know, like the local people are, are really good. Um, uh, I don't know, like um, you know, everything. I suppose comes down to managing your horse, looking after it. You know, a lot of the horses you're getting on will bolt for like the first 10 kilometers that's pretty normal so you know trying to minimize that a little bit just so they've got a bit more steam under them at the end of it at the end of the leg um that's that's a big one and then um and you know like uh trying to avoid penalties is is huge as well because you know if you get a penalty it's two hours and um and also like just the challenge of trying to avoid a penalty as well you know like you don't um I didn't. I didn't get any penalties last year, and I really enjoyed that. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a that's a good one for people going on the race. Saves mm-hmm. a little bit of time. Yeah, and then um, 
I think, yeah, you've just got to be you just got to be prepared for Mongolia because you know it's not support not supported. There's no medical help that's easily attainable as such, even though they have doctors there. Yeah, you know, there's still a lot of time to for them to get around. You know, um, so yeah, so you've got to be able to look after yourself, and and I think that comes, um, you know, if you're if you're riding with people like that's that's where you get the the safety. With having another person there, uh, last year I definitely found, um, you know, like, it was, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. you know, Heidi and I camped out pretty much every night, so, you know, having two people there that, you know, someone could feed the horses and somebody else could sort of set up a little bit of a camp and all that sort of thing, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think definitely working together with other people is, is a good way to go. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll um, see you guys. You guys camped out at night in, instead of staying at the in the yurts. In the in the girds, yeah, yep. Um, wow. So yeah, it's just uh, you know, it's it's pretty tiring, but um, because you don't get a lot of sleep, keeping one eye open on your horse, and then um, that's your only little bit of lifeline in Mongolia, so I don't really want to lose it. Well, and then, now, um, well, if you can only. Let me ask, stop you there. If you can only carry 11 pounds on your pack, how are you eating if you're not sleeping with the locals? Um, I had a little bit of food with me, um, just like a couple of muesli. I think I had, you know, I think I had a few muesli bars, but apart from that, just eat, uh, just eating at the changeover stations where you know you could get some food. So now, if you're eating at the at the stopovers and all of that, uh, were you eating the local food? Were you eating the fermented mare's milk and the goat? Yep, definitely. We got our fair share of of all of that. Um, Did you get sick? Leslie, Leslie's, Leslie's going to love goat meat by the end of it. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a um, now. I read somewhere that you lost quite a lot of weight too. Something like ten kilograms. So which, which is what eleven pounds. Yeah, I'll, yeah there's not, um, not much to me. So yeah, I lost ten kilos. So that was yeah, that was a lot. Oh, Leslie, you're going to come back um, looking really buff. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Beach bod, here I yeah. come. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's an expensive little weight loss program. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're paying for that weight loss program. So, Will, what, right. what about clothing? Because you do go through some different temperature changes, right? Yeah, so... Um, I was actually I was actually look, just looking up what the weather on the step was today, and uh, uh, probably probably seems a little bit similar to last year at the extreme. So it's going to be freezing cold and boiling hot. So um, so that'll be good. Um, yeah, we we didn't cop it as bad last year as I did the year before. I know there was, they were having hypothermia and heat stroke in the same day, so that would have been pretty interesting. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, look, um, just. Uh, as far as trying to like clothing to get around it, uh, you've only really got your jacket, so and the and an undershirt. That's all I had last year. Um, just making sure it's a good one. Yeah. Mhm. See, I love talking to Australians um, because you guys are just like, Meh, all you need, you know, yeah, a jacket, some yeah, duct jacket. tape. You, you uh, know, you know. You're going to be shivering be and fine. freezing at night, but you'll be fine. You'll make it till morning. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are real uh, tough. So yeah, you guys are a tough breed. You probably won't I'll die. You you'll be uh, fine. 
<laughs> nah, you shouldn't die. You'd be right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You should be pretty used to it, Leslie. You know, with all the snow over there. Every, every time right. I talk to Marsha, it's been snowing. Bloody hell. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, where, Leslie's well, li- not, where not, Leslie lives, there's not so much snow. She, she's a... Uh, not so much. No. <laughs> <laughs> not the time of the year. Yeah. No. So, Will, uh, we, we'll leave you with giving Leslie the one piece of advice. The one piece of advice she needs to know. Oh, the one piece Here, of here's... advice? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like you stole it. Oh, what was that? I didn't hear it. Ride it like you stole it. Ride it like you stole it. There you go. Ride it like you stole it. Well, if you're bolting the first 10 miles of each horse twice a day, that's 20 miles of bolting. You're going to be riding it like you stole it. Uh, so, oh, no, you want to be yep. doing that four times a day. Oh, four times a day. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nah, it'll be good. It'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Leslie, you you said a while ago that you were ninety percent afraid and ten percent to you know looking forward to it and excited. Has that changed now as we're getting close? It has. Yeah, I would say that it's flip flopped. I'm about ninety percent excited and just ready to get on with it, and ten percent terrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you'll be. You'll how be about, fine, how about you, Will? <laughs> nah, well. I said earlier, actually, uh, I'm probably still 90% terrified. I know what I'm in for, so... uh... (laughs) Well, you've been so confident building today. You really have. Uh, (laughs) He's out to win this. He's trying to scare you to death here, Leslie. He's hoping you won't get on the plane. No, I think he's just telling me the truth. (laughs) Well, good luck. We're going to be following it. We're going to be doing reports every day here on the show of all you guys. And uh, uh, we wish you the best of luck. And may may you be in the lead at the end this year, too. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the luck. All right. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Absolutely. I'll see see you on the other side of the world (laughs) soon. All right. Take care, Will. So, Leslie, how many days? Oh, do we still have Leslie? Did she leave us? I think she's still here. Maybe she's on. She's in the bathroom or something. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. So, how many days? What's your countdown? Um, not enough days. <laughs> not enough days. Dude, a listening yeah. to this, like, first of all, what I did learn was this just sounds so fun. Wow. I mean, <laughs> thrilling. The second thing I learned is chain yourself to that guy. Definitely chain yourself to that guy. Yeah. I like that yeah. idea. <laughs> I we, mean, just listening to him, the way he talks, I think is is comforting to me. Uh, you know, he's just like, I just love that chill Aussie, you know, the same thing, you know, you get it when you hear Boyd Martin talking about, uh, you know, tackling a four-star course. He's like, oh, uh, mate, you know, that'll be fine. No big deal. Yeah, he's so nonchalant. <laughs> Just kick on, you know. It's very comforting. I think it was interesting. He's the first one, Leslie, that we've talked to that did not sleep with the locals. Everybody yeah. else we talked to was sleeping in the yurts, and they they had corrals for the horses, and they were making sure the horses didn't escape. That sounded more – That I'm not sure which sounded more relaxing, actually. Yeah, well, if he's if he's still if he's planning on camping out again this year, he can you know I'll, he can kiss me goodbye because I'm not doing that. <laughs> the, 
back in the yurt. <laughs> You'll take your chance with the locals? Uh-uh. Yep. <laughs> Jamie, we did ask him. Thank God you okay. didn't go this year, Jamie, because we did ask him off the air. We said, you know, my co-host, Jamie, she was going to go, and this year just didn't work out. But she's a, like a, a serious vegetarian, and he said, he said, oh, she'll just starve. <laughs> there's no vegetables there <laughs> yeah no i would die i'd be grazing with the horses yeah it's like for everyone yeah, i loved how he was talking about his like a very expensive weight loss program yeah what about fifteen thousand, <laughs> leslie <laughs> you, yeah you better bulk up girl you better get fat because you're skinny as a rail and like you better just be i would be eating everything i could if i was as skinny as you because you don't have anything to lose Oh, Ooh, I'm, yeah. green light. You don't have Get to tell that. me that twice. I've been, I've been eating. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> BLT season. Have you Rock ever tried goat? Goat? Yeah. Have yeah. you tried any goat yet? I haven't tried any goat. I bet I can buy some on the internet. That's one of my one of my plans. I want to have a Mongolian din- authentic Mongolian dinner party and uh, get some get some weird meats. Grill out some uh, weird. Mutton, barbecue mutton, and Leslie, you must, uh, you live in Tennessee, you must have a neighbor with a goat. (laughs) Okay, I just Googled Mongolian food near me, and there's a Mongolian barbecue, the -hmm. Genghis Grill, YC's Mongolian Grill, blazing Mongolian barbecue. One constant theme that I'm noticing is it's all meat. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, We told you there's no vegetables in Mongolia. (laughs) No, no, like there's nothing. Oh, Fogo de Chao. See, that's, oh, that's Brazilian. Okay. Um, Yeah, Mongolian grill, Mongolian barbecue, Mongolian grill, grill, grill. A lot of shish kebabs. um, Grill. Things like that, because they cook it on a stick over the fire. So you got that. Mm -hmm. You're going to eat goat cooked 55 different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just checked the weather forecast. Aren't you flying into Ulaanbaatar? Mm-hmm. That's well, true. I uh, just checked the 10-day forecast to give you kind of an idea, and it doesn't look bad. It's like in the high 80s and low 50s every night. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. That's yeah. not so bad. No. It's cooler than here. That's right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> now, what kind of jacket are you taking? Have you sorted out your supplies? Yeah, I have. I mean, I've, well, <laughs> I'm working on it. But um, yeah, I've got actually I've had some fantastic sponsors come on board to help me out with uh, my gear. Well, give, give some plugs. So, You're allowed to do that. Oh, yeah. Well, um, my title sponsor is Smart Pack. And, uh, and they've, you know, they've just they're just setting me up. Um, we've got horseware. Uh, I think is they've got a really cool line of rain gear that's waterproof and breathable. I've seen that. Um, yeah. So I will be packing some of that. And um, yeah, uh, got yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm, I, <you> know, <laughs> I have I still actually need to test out some things, you know, before I just throw it in the bag and try it out. Yeah, um, that's one of the things you learned in Texas, isn't it, on your 100-mile ride, was uh, to test your gear first. Test your gear. Yeah, yeah. sort of important. Are your legs still sure. uh, raw and sore from the 100-mile ride? <laughs> You know, actually, it's funny. My calves actually literally st- are still sore. Like there must be something. Oh man, deep, deep. <laughs> I mean, not that, not enough to keep me from riding or anything. But uh, I'm kind of like, hmm. It's been been a little while. That's that's just tells you how intense, intensely uh, banged up they got. But um. <laughs> now Jennifer wants to know if you're going to be sleeping in the backyard for a week before you go to get acclimated. 
Yeah, hilarious story. Um, actually, I'm going out to um, cover the event at Rebecca's, Rebecca Farm again this year. Fantastic event in Kalispell, Montana. And um, I am, instead of getting a hotel room, I Airbnb'd a um, teepee. Uh, on a buffalo <laughs> farm, like Don't I'm not even really? kidding. Yeah, so I'm sleeping in a TP during the horse show, and then um, before I leave, Mon- uh, b- before I leave Montana, Mongolia, wherever I- M- Montana, I am doing a um, five day pack trip in Glacier National Park. So I'll be sleeping out that whole time too. So basically, I'll have I'll have slept outside for close to two weeks, um, and then I'm back for a few days, and then I'm off again to Mongolia. So. Well, a five-day oh pack trip should uh, should get your legs in shape, too. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, uh, you know, I get to ride maybe three or four hours a day and then spend the rest of the day hiking, and it's off the grid completely. Like, I will not have, uh, I will not be on horses in the morning that week. Um, I uh, I will have no zero connectivity, so I can just kind of focus on myself and get my head right, get my body you know, kind of a last boot camp, uh, fitness wise and spend a lot of time in the saddle and get, get, uh, you know, really make sure I know how to use my GPS and, um, and then and you'll learn how to go to the bathroom that, in the woods. That's the other thing. Oh, oh I can, I, I can do that like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> Drop him and go girl. That's what I say. <laughs> I'm no princess. Well, now is this Port, a, is Port, it? listen, Desiree Johnson was at my horse trial over the weekend, and she's like, "Where's Jamie?" And she walks up to Zeus and she pets him, and I'm like, "I'm peeing in here." <laughs> 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 Sorry, you had to see that. <laughs> so now you, will we talk to you again, or is this your last time on? What's the scoop? Oh no, I'll be back uh, next Monday for okay. sure, and um. Yeah, and then and, I think it gets iffy. You're going to be on the on and, the road. We'll have oh, to we'll have to try and get fun, you like, yep. even if it's a special time, we'll have to try and get you on like at the airport before you're about to get on the plane. We'll yeah. record a little. Well, I got to tell you, you one person you need to get on the show is my husband because he's doing a couple of um, while I'm off the grid. He's doing he's doing a couple guest columns, guest uh, Mongolia oh, awesome. columns for oh, me about yeah, yeah. it's been like for him which has been a trying experience, I am sure. Um, so you have to get him on the show. Can you tell him I'm not getting him on the show till he sends me the bacon he promised me a year ago? I will absolutely tell him. <laughs> I'm bribing him. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Thank you so much, Leslie, for joining us. Well, By the way, Leslie's had some great columns. You have to go over to Horse Nation and yeah. read Leslie's columns on this. Don't miss those with the pictures and everything. Really, really good. Their last one I made a comment on because it was just something I wish I could tell my 21-year-old self, and it was just really well-written. Now, when you're in Montana, uh, a dear friend of mine, Barb Crabo, is riding a pony in, I think, the training three-day. That pony is a sibling to Teddy O'Connor. They have the same mama. So uh-huh. make sure you go find Barb and and uh, and check out this adorable little pony that oh is ha- it's at least half, maybe full to Teddy O'Connor. 
<gasps> Whoa. There's a story right there. I see a story just... in the making. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of ponies. Guess what level my pony's going this weekend? What? Prelim training. So she'll, we're kind of making, I think we're going to move up back up to prelim in the fall. And, um, and brother, this is, I'm not saying pony is like an endearing affection term. She's actually not quite 14 hands. Um, <laughs> so we're doing that at uh, Champagne Run at the horse park. Kentucky oh, Horse Park this weekend. So wish us so luck. So they have that mix of training prelim mm-hmm. division. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Prelim dressage um, and prelim show jumping, and then the training cross country. Um, and so, and I figure, you know, if I'm like, if, I can, if I'm going to mess up a, a training level dressage test, I might as well mess up a make it, <laughs> you know, go <laughs> big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. That's all. I'm so excited for you. Good luck. That was yeah. one. That was my first horse trial ever that I ever Aww. did. Was champagne? Aww. Yeah, it's awesome. a good one. Well, all you, right, have fun, girl. You have fun, and your little pony all right. too. All right, thanks, mm. Leslie. All right, take care. Take care. Bye. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. We've had a big show, lots of guests here today, and I'm getting so excited. Are you getting, I'm getting excited for her now because it's getting close. She has three weeks or so before she leaves. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be taking a look over the next couple of days. We're going to try and uh, give you reports every day here on the feed, even if we don't do a show and I just record it. So we're going to try and do that while she's gone. So we'll, we'll make sure we give you reports uh, every day during the Mongol Derby, even if it's on the weekend. Because now we've had so many of these people on, you know, we got to know them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be awesome to follow along. So are you happy or gl- sad or very happy you're not going this year? Um, I, the food thing would have been a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a serious, you could have and packed enough bars, I guess, but. It's so adventurous. It's so adventurous and sounds so amazing. And it just sounds like, uh, if I'm being honest, the more I hear about it, I, I, I just couldn't have trained for it. I just couldn't train like she has. I don't have the time. You didn't the, have the I mean, time I've got either. the kid yeah. and I've got the job and the business and the horses and everything. And, and I know she has that, but she boards. So yeah, and trying she's been to riding everything. every day for a couple of hours and, you know, really, yeah. you know, hunkering down on this. Um, Training for the, that in the summer here would be just hell. Oh, I didn't even think about the summer. You're right. Yeah, and so I think I, month, her adventure is going to be awesome, but I definitely couldn't have committed the training. That'll be an year. after you moved to Oklahoma project, <laughs> where it's a yeah. little bit cooler. <laughs> exactly. All right, very good, everybody. Now, tomorrow we have the, speaking of long distance riding, we have the endurance episode for you tomorrow. We're going to try and get another report from Devin this week. You heard her on Friday. Devin is the one, uh, Jamie didn't get to hear that, but Devin and four girls are doing the Colorado Trail 500 miles to the Rockies, and and we got a report from her after day five, which was interesting. So we're going to try and catch up with her this week as well. Jay, you're here the rest of the week too, right? Wednesday and Friday? I believe so, unless yeah. you fired me first. Yeah, so we got a full week this week, Endurance, and then Mary Kitts Miller coming up later in the week as well. So thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. See you, Jamie. All right. Spade, Nitter, Gell.